Hello, Tati Kim. Tati says from around the entire world. Today, I have the privilege to be interviewing Dr. Benji Epstein. Dr. Benji. What's going on, Laylee? <laughs> Amazing. But please share us a little bit about yourself, your hobbies, what you enjoy doing, a little bit about your background. Let's hear. Okay, so the truth is I'm on this podcast to get invited out to Oregon. So I've never been there before. So I just wonder if, how many how many likes do I need to get on this podcast for us to, to, to do this live? I need a lot, right? Yeah. All right. So I, I don't know how we found each other, but uh, I live in Eretz Israel. I have four kids, Kananahara. I am a clinical psychologist. I wrote a fantastic book about Jewish mindfulness, which is something that's been helping a lot of people. And I now have a podcast myself in conjunction with the Meaningful Minute people called Pause, uh, where we talk about the ideas about mindfulness. I, my hobbies include um, looking busy. Um, I, try to, I try to learn Torah. I try to do a little bit of writing myself, uh, some, some outdoor exercising. Do I have any hobbies? <laughs> I have hobbies. It's like, I, um, I'm working on getting a hobby. But, uh, and I, I'm a clinical psychologist in private practice here in New Shalim, where I see people in my office and I do uh, work online and working on my next book. Is that it? Am I good? How are we doing? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right. You are a therapist. Is there another word mm -hmm. for therapist? <laughs> I'm a psychologist. I'm a clinical psychologist. psychologist. I got a PhD in clinical. Yes. <laughs> How in the world did you get into such an intense job? What's the story behind you? Great question. That's a really great question. I, I really, I, I spent a lot of time in my own therapy trying to uh, get to the Nakuda of, of, uh, like, how did I end up here? Because I have something called attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. It's uh, called ADHD, um, which is a blessing. And it's also sometimes challenging. And to sit with somebody for 45, 50, 55 minutes um, and hold that space uh, is something that I didn't think I could do necessarily, even though I'm, I'm naturally drawn to working with people and I'm fascinated by people. And there's definitely a part of me that wants to be a helper. And so it sort of worked out that way. Hashem works in mysterious ways. And I've had, thank God, you know, a lot of revealed good, as we would say in the Chabad terms. Connecting with people. I think people like the fact that I'm not boring. You know, I'm not just nodding my <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to therapy. We don't have to talk about it yet, but I'm saying, you know, you, the therapist who sits there and nods their heads and asks me how about their feeling, like, yeah. that doesn't work. I mean, I, you know, it's just like, oh, and and uh, every time, you know, someone comes to me, if they were, you know, went to therapy as a children, and I'd be like, what'd you do with your therapist? They'd be like, we played checkers. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. We're not doing that. We're not we're not going to play checkers. But, uh, and and hopefully giving people skills to to really live lives of, 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 of really being connected to what they're doing. And also because I live in Eretz Yisrael and I live in Yerushalayim, a lot of my therapy in, includes using spiritual texts and, yeah. and works of Hasidus that, that I, you know, I'm always apologizing because, you know, from graduate school, they're like, you know, leave that stuff out. 
And I'm always like, you know, there's an idea from the Parsha or, you know, just Rosh Chodesh ER that we could talk about. And everyone who I work with is usually like, please share that because so much of the work that we do in therapy can't just be focused on, you know, the physical symptoms. We're really trying to address deeper levels, which is uh, what is supposed to be able to expose the ideas of Hasidus. And I know that you're very deeply connected to the ideas of the Baal Shem Tov and the Baal Tanya. And so, yeah. So how did I end up there? You know, <laughs> just happened. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, and you see, if you look backwards, right, you can only put the dots together when you look, when you look backwards, but you see how like, you know, not getting that opportunity and then thinking, you know what, maybe I'll go into Chinuch and being like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Ain't nobody got time for that. And it's like, oh, I'll just be a psychologist, you know, and that'll be a sort of like, you know, a, a stealth way of being able to continue to, to, to grow as a person and also, um, be able to to help others and and hopefully make a parnasa and um be able to play you know with my kids so that's the goal and the yeah. goal is soul had to make t-shirts and beanies and hoodies but that's a separate that's a separate thing amazing can you describe to us what preparation for a session looks like a video for like all of us to see please lead us through that where are these questions coming from Preparation for a session is a fantastic question. It really depends on the person. I mean, when I was younger, it was like buying a book and reading the entire book before the therapy. It's like, okay, now I finished that one. Like, what happens? And now it's more just really making a connection with the person. And, yeah. you know, you get to a point where, and this is even from last week's Parsha, Tazria Mitzorah, there's a beautiful Arachayim. Are we doing Torah here? What are we doing? Are we doing therapy? Are we doing, are we doing no, Torah? No, go ahead. Doing Let's hear it. The, 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 Dora Chaimakhadosh talks about how he's Medayik. Do I have to like translate words? Who's our audience? There are like 50,000 people watching this, right? <laughs> a lot of people are watching. Translate, should I you translate, translate the Hebrew term? No, meaning the, 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 we're talking about somebody who's, who has a, a, you know, a lesion, some sort of leprous, um, you know, condition on his skin. And he goes to the Kohen and the Dora Chaimakhadosh, the, the priest, one of the commentators from whenever the Dora Chaim lived, uh, I don't think he was medieval. So like, Renaissance? I don't know when he, oh gosh, embarrassing. Anyway, somebody from a few hundred years ago, a big tzaddik, a big righteous individual, explains based on the unique language that was used in the pasuk, in the verse, that what the Kohen needs to do, what the priest needs to do when he has this person come and show him this strange, you know, weird um, deformity that's grown on his skin, which is some sort of sign from God that something isn't right in his life, the fact that he came specifically to that Kohen is also a sign that the Kohen needs to check himself also. Like, why did he choose this Kohen? Why did this person? And I find in therapy, most of the time, if you're paying close attention, the people that show up in your life that come to your therapy office are the people that are Kodesh Baruch who wants you to be treated. Like, there really is this special, this special quote-unquote shidduch. And again, it's not always. It doesn't Sometimes, you know, you have one session with somebody like, yeah, this wasn't a good idea. You have the introductory phone call and they're like, yeah, I think you're... You know, you you might be a little bit too uh, excitable. That doesn't really happen a lot. But uh, or sometimes I'm like, by the way, just in case you know, I'm you know, happen to be male. You know, that's how I identify. And so like they're like, okay, you know, that. And so if you're looking for that specifically, but in terms of in terms of that, you know, there's always a lot of siyata dishmaya. Uh, the people I'm able I'm zolcha to work with. Yeah, I, I've been you know recently some of the people I've been working with they've been getting married. And it's sort of like, oh, you sort of get invited. You don't know anybody at the wedding because why would you know anybody? You're, you're just a therapist. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here from, the, you know, 
the chassan side. I'm like, oh, how do you know the chassan? I'm like, oh, we work together. You know. <laughs> anyway. So it's, it's, it's a real, it's a real schuss to see people going on and moving on in life and moving forward in the value direction of their life. And you get to play a part. You get to play a part in, in yeah. that. And you, and you get to do it in a very stealth way, in a very, 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 you know, sanua way. Right. And that's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu works. HaKadosh Baruch Hu works in a sanua way too. You know, so we're affecting change and, and we're not affecting change. We're, we're helping people, you know, get to where yeah. they want to get in life. And it's a it's a real bracha. It's a real bracha when it when it's good. When it's not when it's not good, it's sort of like. Mm. But that's that's humility. Then you need to have a lot of humility because at the end of the day, you know, there's only one guy pulling the strings. Hundred percent. All right. What's something you really love about this job? We're focusing on the therapy thing. We're going deep in this. I love about the love is a strong word. I wonder if I love anything about the job. Um, <laughs> But I, I will say that getting a a you know a message five or 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 even even you know many months or even years after seeing somebody and having them reach out and and sharing a, a personal or professional success. Hey, I'm getting married. Yeah. Hey, I just got, you know a, a job. Hey, I just you know quit a job because of what you know we worked with and I got out of a toxic environment. And to know that that what you did together, the work that you did together, because again, ultimately, the therapist is, you know, he's he she is a catalyst. But the, the real work is being done by the, by the brave people who enter therapy. Um, it's so rewarding to know that that the the, the repercussions, the, the ripples, the effects that have happened, that you know, the seed that you planted many 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 months or years even, and seeing that it's it's sprouting to something. It's something that's very, very hard to describe, but it's it's definitely one of the perks uh, of the job, because um, it's a crazy thing when you think about it. It's not a good use, you know, good for a mental health professional use or crazy. So it's 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 a bizarre thing. See, like someone sits down with you, and after forty five minutes, fifty minutes, an hour and fifteen minutes, you're going to know more about them than like ninety percent of the people yes. that they know. Yes. And it's and it's and it is a a sacred sacred task that we're really going into something that's pnimi, that's really internal and the fact that this person is brave enough to share this with you and vulnerable enough to, to to be saying i'm going to to really bring all of myself and you know it doesn't always happen in the first session but when you finally get into that groove there is there is a there is a very very humbling and and it's an honor really to be a part of someone else's journey and that they share that with you wow that's really beautiful. Who's somebody you admire? Who is somebody I admire professionally, personally? In any... I'll tell you, how old, am I allowed to ask your age? Are you at an age where it's appropriate to ask your age? Or it's like, you know, again, you know it's not appropriate sure. to ask uh, someone their age. Yeah, how old are you? Guess how old I am. No, I'm not doing that. Just tell me how old you are. I'm not, I'm not getting in trouble. 14. The thousands of people. That, um, you're 14 years old. So being uh, 14 like who your friends are are really important right social pressures and you're just starting to get into the caddy like you know ninth grade or tenth grade <laughs> eighth grade <laughs> eighth grade right eighth grade so it's like it's starting you're about to go into high school i don't even I, do you go to high school in oregon it's a good question no i'm probably going to school in delaware you're going to school whoa okay you just don't you're just you're just taking the least uh 
you know, the path less taken. You're like, oh, I'm in Oregon. You know what? I'm going to keep it a little funky. I'm going to go to Delaware. <laughs> What's in Delaware? A high school. I get that. Are we keeping private details private? Because we got to keep <laughs> no, our, our podcast. No, no, because no, basically in bigger schools, they wouldn't let me do what I'm doing now. The school has ah. like 25 kids in the whole school. The whole school has 25 kids around. Wow. And they let me do what I'm doing now kind of thing which is your thing you got to do your thing 100 100 so, I'm not so you, you found your passion i want to hear more about that because i'm still trying i'm still trying to find my passion so maybe you can help me find some hobbies something like that should i should i should i go into podcasting professionally is, is there money in this go ahead for no i'm just saying how you how you are you having who's sponsoring this who's who's getting this is you, get, no you guys getting like a war nike nike no 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 fancy clothing brands yet Nope. No, it's a hundred percent free. I, I think that I think that my glasses company should sponsor me because people are staring at my face all the time, but they haven't done it yet. <laughs> Hold on one second, I'm getting called. Hold on. I didn't take a minute. Sorry, you could edit that out. I'm sorry. We're <laughs> not. So here's 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 a nug. Uh, I'm only friends with people that inspire me. Like I really, you know, you turn a certain age, you know, which is older than 14, and you realize that the time that you have left on this planet or how much time you think you have on this planet, it's a really precious commodity, the most precious commodity. So you really want to surround yourself with people that A, you know, you're not, they're not always going to be saying yes to you, but they're people that, that inspire you to be the best person that you yeah. can be. And also you, you want to find friends who are really going to be able to see you. And again, we say it like therapeutically almost to not judge, to not judge. Now, obviously you could mess up and you could fight and you could have disagreements but to find chaverim tovim, and we're coming up to Lagba Omer, right? Where, where are we up to tonight? Well, you're 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 still. Uh, we're still. Where, where are we holding? Oh, great question. All right, don't worry about. It. We're we're in the middle of it. so 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 in almost ha- in, in in almost seventeen more days. You know, there's gonna be there's gonna be a festival called Lagba Omer, which we se- celebrate as the Hilula of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and you cannot go a page in the Zohar, which we believe that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai wrote cannot go a page where he does not say Anan says everything, all of the mystical secrets and all of the Kabbalistic spheres and all of the like mind blowing imagery and, and deep, deep Kabbalistic secrets that all came about, excuse me, because of the brotherhood, because of our friendship, because of Anan Bechavibusatalinosa. So again, that's what we're talking about. We're trying to find people that inspire us. So who inspires me? From a friend level, those are my friends. And from a rabbinic level, I would have to say that my 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 primary inspiration, my source of inspiration, is Rav Moshe Weinberger Shlita, who is the Rav of Ish Kodesh in Woodmere. If you've heard of him, great. And if you haven't heard of him, look him up right away because he is breathtaking, literally, figuratively, in all sense of the word. He's completely, you know, changed my life and my exposure to to Panimia Satora and Hasidus and yeah. also in terms of, of how I relate to my to my therapeutic um, style of being much more open and much more comfortable and and really really trying as best I can to not just focus on external symptoms you know not just focusing on the OCD but also focusing on the shama not just focusing on on the depressed mindset but also on the shama and uh, 100% wow that the, was goal, really- the goal is soul it's true how do you deal with pressure and stressful situations? Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> question. I'm actually hopefully doing a webinar with the Meaningful People people 
I don't know if you say it with, 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 with the, what we're doing. And we're going to be focusing on stress. And one of the beautiful things about stress is that how you perceive your stress is going to be how it impacts you, right? Is stress good or bad? You're asking me? I am asking you. Good. Sometimes it's good. Right? Right? Sometimes stress can be something that we use as a way of propelling us forward. Meaning every time we could see something that's happening, right? If we think that stress is harmful and we're feeling stress, oy vo voy, right? Then we're in trouble. Mm. But I want to ask you a question. Do you want to lead a meaningful life? Of course. Do you know anyone who's leading a meaningful life and isn't stressed? Mm, I don't know if they're stressed or not. They never tell me if they're stressed. <laughs> they're not going to tell you they're stressed, but think about it. Meaning like, what are, what are, what are, what's stressing? I mean, being a 14 year old girl is not passionate. I can't, I can't really speak to that. But when you're stressing about something, isn't it usually about something that like you hold near and dear to your heart? Yeah. Right. You like your Avodah Hashem, your friends, yeah. the, your, your career, right? Your, your, your future. These are things that matter to you. Meaning there are things that are at stake here. And it's, you have to remember what your values are. Like, what are your values? And then you're like, right. I'll tell you an amazing story that, you know, from about stress. You got time? Are we doing anything? I mean, 100%. I feel, Go ahead. Are there, is there going to be time for questions from the audience? Because I feel like I see a couple 100%. Of you guys are going to have to wait. One time I scheduled an interview for someone for six minutes and it went to an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, you're not getting an hour and 30 minutes. Then I'm going to start charging you. But anyway, so <laughs> the, it's like a lawyer. Like I have that in my brain. It's like, you know, every single minute I know how much, I know how much my rate is. No, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is I'm going to have to pay you. And so there was somebody who does, who does amazing stress research out of, out of Columbia. I'm forgetting her name. And one of her things that she, she really was mechadish, that she innovated was the fact that your mindset about stress is going to really impact how much the stress impacts you. If your mindset is stress is going to be something that's, that's you know, propelling you forward, then you know what? Great, bring it. And if your mindset is like stress is terrible, it's going to really, really, really cause negative uh, symptoms. And she realized she came to this, uh, talking about like, you know, having these Fiat Deshmaya moments. She was in her, her lab, her graduate study labs, and she was like momish, crushed under her, 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 her dissertation. And she just didn't think she was going to do it. She was, she was in Yale, which means she was probably doing something right. But she was trying to finish her dissertation. She was up at the laboratory late at night. Nobody was there. The lights were out. She momish was having like, you know, uh, a real crisis of faith. Yeah. And the janitor just peeks peeks his head and he sees this girl mamish like sitting there like you know doing one of these and he says ah another lonely night on everest and he walks away and it didn't it shouldn't hop it she didn't understand it and then two weeks later it just like boom, like a ton of bricks lately have you ever climbed mount everest no neither have i but imagine <laughs> that you're finding yourself on mount everest imagine you imagine you're going to be sitting there some nights and it's going to be cold and it's going to be dark, and it's going to be scary, and it's going to be hard. Nachon? Yeah. You're climbing Mount Everest. Of course it's going to be hard. Of course you're going to have difficulty because you're doing something that is really, really important to you. That's really meaningful. So right. of course you're going to have this. So when you see that, it's, of course you're going to have that. So if you think that your stress is harmful, you're going to be in big trouble. So again, what I try to do with stress, what I try to do with myself, with my clients is A, number one is to change the mindset and B is practice mindfulness. And we could talk till the cows come home about what mindfulness is. But mindfulness is just shifting from a reactive mode to a more responsive mode. Why? By seeing clearly what's really true. 
What am I stressing out about? What am I reacting to? Because usually you start to get a little bit stressed out. Your brain starts going, the heart starts pumping. You start to think, oh gosh, this, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. It's like, whoa. If you're able to take that step back and just observe and just see it for what it is, then you could choose the value direction you want to be going. And that's our regal achas, how we can approach stress and how we could live happier lives and how everybody should sign up for the Laylee podcast. Ooh, somebody's calling me. Somebody's calling me. I am declining it. One second. Let me just tell him I'm on the phone. Oh, we have a five-minute warning. <laughs> okay. What is your most best and crazy memory throughout this adventure? Whoa, whoa, not yet. Sorry. <laughs> not not for your age. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, crazy adventures. I yeah, not 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 for this podcast. So let's let's tone it down. Um, I've met a lot of amazing people. I've been I've been privileged to meet a lot of people. And what's been very gratifying sometimes is speaking to Big Rabbanim, also who who I don't have anything to add in terms of of Limra Torah and 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 any Torah innovations, but in terms of psychology, and and sometimes being able to support those people um, has been very gratifying. You know, because even even these unbelievable people, you know, they sometimes need a. Uh, an impartial and non-judgmental and a you know a therapeutic presence um because being being a rav being a manik being a rebbitzin being a tzaddik it's it's it can be very very um uh draining work even if it's even it's and so so being able to help um people who are my heroes h-e-r-e dash o's um can be very very uh cool Wow, beautiful. What are your genes or something that you want to accomplish? What? Oh, yeah. I'll let that go. I don't know. I'm just, I just want, I just want to be able to be at maximizing on the kochos that a coach broker gave me. It was very, very, very meaningful to me to be able to write a book that's helped a lot of people. Um, davening to write another one. Um, but in terms of dreams, holy, like, I live in Israel. I have a family, Kanai and I get paid to help people. So aside from the fact that I do not have my uh, t-shirt company, uh, thank God everything else seems to be lining up, even though I don't know those, I don't know the dreams, you know, the dreams are, uh, you know, living the dream as they say, but uh, really trying to just be present in the here and now and to really appreciate this precious time that we have on this planet. Well, if I have one more question for you, ready? Yeah. What is a life lesson that you can teach us? A life lesson that I could teach you. Is, is anyone listening anymore? I feel like everybody just passed out. We've been on going for so long. It's like, okay, but this, this is for you. Is If you believe you could break it, believe you could fix it. That's from Rabbi Nachman. And, and we really want to attach ourselves to tzaddikim to know that, that there's nothing you can do. And it's a yisot from Sirius Selmer also. You know, someone's asking, hey, you in or you out? You ever heard that expression? Are you still in or I, I'm out after the first night? You know, have you ever heard, heard that? Yeah. What does that mean? What are they referring to? Sirius Selmer, they say, because you, you're supposed to count with a bracha every night, right? Right. I don't know if, does Chabad have that minog or, or does yeah. Morgan count get Sirius Selmer? Right? So, no, Sparta, I, I, I don't think Sephardic. I don't think Sephardic women count. So I just was making sure. But you know, if you miss a night with the bracha, so so then technically you're not supposed to count with the bracha. You're supposed to, right? So you right, say you're yeah. out. So so, yeah. so the life lesson is you're never you're never out. You're always in. You're always yes. in. Your mindset is going to create it. Again, there might be some relationships that you have to. 
cut out and, and there might be some people who ghost you and there might be some jobs that don't work out but we're talking about the real things that are concrete the love that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has for you and your relationship with your with the Rabbana Shalom that is immutable that is unchangeable that is something that can never be broken and so if you think that Chas Shalom that, that you broke that you for some reason are are, are that, you're, that, you, that you've done something remind yourself over and over again change is possible we can really come back to who we are in our nature and our essential oneness and a connectivity and that's something that we can always access so that's a life lesson that uh, Spiris Omer and, and therapy and doing a lot of his Bodidus or having a wife who can yell at you uh, or a spouse um, to point that out to you um, having a good friend having a mentor a Rebetzin a Rebbe and to believe in the, in the Or of Sadiqim also to believe in the Or of Sadiqim and we can tap into Amit Kulam Sadiqim that we can always tap into that at any time and that the goal is soul wow beautiful okay Dr. Benji thank you so much for joining this beautiful and amazing have yourself interview for more interviews please contact the number 541-648-581 and don't forget to elevate the planet To be added to the electric chat, please contact the number 541-604-8581.